RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, an infectious diseases expert says it is unlikely the Sinovac vaccine caused the death of a man who died two days after being inoculated. Online bookings open here for the BioNTech vaccine and Hong Kong's largest national security case to date resumes. An infectious diseases expert says it is unlikely the Sinovac vaccine caused the death of a 63-year-old man who died two days after being inoculated. Leung Chi Chu, a specialist in respiratory medicine, says he expects the death will result in some people hesitating to get vaccinated. He called on the government to find out the exact cause of death as quickly as possible. With all these incidents, uh, uh, that will somehow, I think, affect the uh, public's confidence. And for that, the government need to rapidly, I think, investigate into every of these uh, unfortunate events as quickly as possible. And to establish the, the exact cause, I think that is the uh, most important issue to reassure the public that uh, the vaccine is safe. Dr Daniel Chu is among 800 private doctors who have joined the government's vaccination programme. He said it was too early to draw conclusions from the death of the 63-year-old man, saying he had diabetes and a lung disease known as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD. The patient is rather having a severe diabetes and also the COPD, which both of them are with a sudden drop of temperature last couple of days. Patient with COPD is easy to have certain exacerbation of their condition. And so whether it's really vaccine-related, I don't think we should have any conclusion at this moment. A government advisor on the vaccine programme says an expert panel will meet today to study the diseased patient's medical records. David Hoy said people with chronic diseases should get inoculated as long as their health condition was stable. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, William Choi, also said the vaccination programme should go ahead because stopping it would put more people at risk of getting COVID-19. Meanwhile, Sinovac spokesman said it would cooperate with the government to investigate the death. Online bookings are open for coronavirus jabs from German drug maker BioNTech. RTHK logged on to the appointment system at 9 o'clock and was told to wait for in line for about 45 minutes before being allowed to book two, for two doses of the jab at one of seven centres from next Wednesday. But after about half an hour, the queue dropped considerably and there was no waiting time by 10am. Within the first hour, the quota for vaccines at the centre in Kowloon Tong for the first few days was almost filled. Hong Kong's largest national security case to date has resumed, with the bail hearing for 47 pro-democracy politicians and activists going into a third day. Eight of the defendants' lawyers will make submissions for their clients today, and it's expected that Chief Magistrate Victor So will announce the decision this afternoon on whether all the defendants will be granted bail. Police are continuing their investigations. The defence has complained that the defendants haven't had a chance to change or shower since Sunday. The 47 who held LegCo primary polls for the pro-democracy camp last year have been accused of plotting to overthrow the SAR government by trying to gain a majority in LegCo and then indiscriminately voting down budgets. All of them have so far been remanded in custody. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association, Dr. Arisina Ma, has criticised the decision by the hospital authority to suspend a union chairwoman after she was charged under the national security law. 
Winnie Yu, chairwoman of the Hospital Authority Employees Alliance, is one of 47 people charged over their participation in primaries for the postponed 2020 electoral election. The authority said the decision was in line with their procedures, but Dr Ma said the authority had acted prematurely. Unless the court has decided that Ms Yu has to be jailed and wait for the further legal action, if not, I think if Ms Yu are released and allowed to go back to her work, so why does the authority want to suspend her work at such an early stage? So I think what they have done is inappropriate and also it's not fair to Ms Meanwhile, Dr Ma has said she was astonished that the University of Hong Kong had reportedly decided against renewing the contract of the renowned hepatitis expert, Professor Lai Ching Long. Local media reports say the University Selection and Promotion Committee had decided not to renew the 73-year-old Chair of Medicine and Hepatology's part-time contract. Professor Lai had agreed with the idea of closing the border with the mainland to prevent the spread of COVID-19, one of the demands of striking health workers. Dr Ma said the university should give a clear explanation as Professor Lai's expertise and experience was so valuable. Both medical schools are expanding their, their capacity and also for new medical students. In fact, nowadays, the workload of teaching medical students is really heavy. So if you let one such valuable teacher leave, they must uh, have great impact to the student as well as the young doctors. The youngest person to plead guilty to rioting during the anti-government protests has been handed a detention centre order by the district court. The 16-year-old student admitted throwing a petrol bomb at police during a late-night standoff in Mong Kok on November, in November 2019. The teen, who was just 14 at the time, also pleaded guilty to attempted arson. District Judge Ernest Lunn said even though the petrol bomb didn't hurt anyone, it made the situation more tense and made police enforcement more difficult. Court of Appeal judge has stressed he's not punishing a teenager for his political position after sending him to a rehabilitation centre for throwing a brick at a police officer. Department of Justice had appealed against the one-year probation giving, given to 18-year-old Lincoln Chan, who pleaded guilty to assaulting an officer in Mong Kok in January last year at a protest. Judge Derek Pang said emotions were high at the time of the protest. Attacking the police could have escalated to something larger. The catering sector representative says it's going to be hard for small eateries to comply with a new anti-epidemic rule that requires them to use dedicated staff to clear tables from tomorrow. Some medical experts have said the arrangement was needed to prevent cross-infection of COVID-19. But the president of the Federation of Restaurants and Related Trade, Simon Wong, said small restaurants simply don't have enough staff. Consider that some small restaurants, there are only a couple frontline people working in the premises. They have to do a lot of work, including taking orders, checking people if they use their apps, and also record the customers who come to dine at the restaurant. You know, all this kind of job, all these small restaurants actually are also in a very difficult time due to the pandemic. You know, they have lost a lot of business and there's no way that they can employ more people. The government says if restaurants can't arrange for dedicated staff, then people doing the job must clean their hands or change their gloves before switching to other duties. 
State tabloid The Global Times says delegates attending the annual meetings of Parliament and its advisory body this week will propose COVID-19 vaccine passports in a bid to restore normality. Zhu Zhengfu, a member of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, told the paper that China should promote recognition of such passports to boost international tourism and economic exchanges. He said international arrivals could be exempted from quarantine requirements if they had a negative test and a vaccine passport. President Biden says the United States is on course to produce enough coronavirus vaccine to inoculate every adult in the country by the end of May. During a White House briefing, Mr Biden said his administration had invoked the Defence Production Act to make two of the country's pharmaceutical giants, Johnson & Johnson and Merck, work together to mass-produce the jabs. This is the type of collaboration between companies we saw in World War II. We also invoked the Defense Production Act to equip two Merck facilities to the standards necessary to safely manufacture the J&J vaccine. And with the urging and assistance of my administration, Johnson & Johnson is also taking additional new actions to safely accelerate vaccine production. Scientists have discovered a large group of people in the Democratic Republic of Congo who controlled the HIV infection they were carrying without the need for antiretroviral medication. They're hoping this could eventually help them find a cure for AIDS. The group makes up 4% of Congo's HIV carriers. Professor Mary Rogers is one of the lead scientists. If you look at the rate of about 10 to 11 percent of people in DRC is having HIV, that translates to thousands of people meeting the potential criteria for being HIV controllers. Um, Four percent would be thousands of people. And in other parts of the world, this is only found in a, less than one percent. And there's only really handfuls of people out there who have been found previously. So there's real power in these numbers. The publishers of the best-selling children's author, Dr. Seuss, say they're taking six of his titles out of print because they contain imagery now considered racist. Dr. Seuss Enterprises said the books portrayed people in ways that were hurtful and wrong. Among the offending titles are If I Ran the Zoo and The Cat's Quizzer. The publishers said they'd made the decision after review of their collection last year. But this Dr. Seuss fan in New York saw the decision as going too far. What people need to realize is if, if Dr. Seuss can get cancelled, what can't be? I mean, really, this is a kid's book. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? How are you supposed to buy anything or do anything? If this can be erased from history, so can you. The reggae music legend Bunny Whaler has died in Kingston, Jamaica at the age of 73. He was the last surviving member of the group, the Whalers. BBC's Colin Patterson reports. Bunny Whaler and Bob Marley were childhood friends and with Peter Tosh became the Whalers. Bunny's percussion and vocal harmonies helped their sound develop and the two albums they released in 1973, Catch a Fire and Burning, were crucial in making reggae popular around the world. That success also caused Bunny Whaler to quit the band as he didn't want to tour outside of Jamaica. Instead, he went solo and in a long career won three Grammys, two for tribute albums to his dear friend, Bob Marley. Stocks a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29598 That's 510 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $94 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 106.84 yen. 
Euro stands at one US dollar and twenty cents. The pound is worth ten Hong Kong dollars and eighty-three cents. Sport now, and here's Damon Pang. Thank you. We start with football. Manchester City hammered home three goals in the last 10 minutes to beat Wolves 4-1 in the Premier League, extending their record run to 21 wins in all competitions. City now go 15 points clear at the top of the league. Gabriel Jesus scored two of the three late goals to break the deadlock, and Mares also found the nets. Former England goalkeeper Rob Green called the game for the BBC. It's an amazing win. It wasn't an amazing performance by Manchester City, but not their free-flowing best. And Wolves, passive in the first 20 minutes, then made a game of it. And there was a real jeopardy in the game. There was a real, a real bit of concern from the Manchester City staff and players. But once that second goal went in, it's only going to go one way. Third and fourth goals put a real gloss on it. Makes it more of a distance than it should have been. But they get the win, they move on. In Italy, Juventus kept their title hopes alive with a 3-0 victory over Spezia. The defending champions are now seven points behind league leaders Inter. The BBC's Richard McIlvaney reports. Juventus struggled to get going against Spezia. A double substitution on the hour mark did the trick, though. Just a minute after coming on, Federico Bernardeschi and Alvaro Morata both used their first touches to great effect. That combination put them one up. Bernardeschi again showed the value in bringing him on, he found space on the left and found Federico Chiesa in the middle. His first shot was stopped, but his follow-up wasn't. 2-0. And with just a few minutes to go, Ronaldo made it 3, with his 20th league goal of the season. Juve keeping themselves in the title race. In basketball, Kemba Walker hit six three-pointers on his way to 25 points as Boston grabbed their third victory in a row, defeating the visiting Los Angeles Clippers 117-112. The Clippers played without superstar Kawhi Leonard, who was out with back spasms. Walker was one of six Celtics in double figures, which also included Jalen Brown, who scored 19. Just taking what the defense gives you. You know, every game is going to be different. After we got going in the first quarter, they went to a zone, which is a sign of respect almost that they know they couldn't guard us, so they went the zone and kind of slowed us down, but a lot of other guys stepped up. Elsewhere, Trey Young took over late and made sure Nate McMullen would win his debut as interim coach of the Atlanta Hawks. They beat Miami 94-80, to snapping the Heat's six-game winning streak. World Rugby has recommended that this year's Women's World Cup in New Zealand should be postponed for a year because of the pandemic. The governing body's interim chief executive, Alan Gilpin, says the delay would be hugely disappointing, but added that it was the right thing to do. It's too difficult to guarantee adequate preparation time for all teams in advance of their arrival in New Zealand and during their time in New Zealand. Further recent cases around the world and in New Zealand highlight the unpredictability of the COVID-19 pandemic and its ongoing potential to disrupt our plans. Alan Gilpin there, and that's your spot. To end the news, the top stories once again. An infectious diseases expert says it's unlikely the Sinovac vaccine caused the death of a man who died two days after being inoculated. Online bookings open here for the BioNTech vaccine. Hong Kong's largest national security case to date resumes. The news from RTHK.
The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere.